Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mdiwa Gavaza, and for today, we do touch on a topic that we have been following quite a bit over the last year or two, precipitated by the COVID-19 pandemic, and that is travel and tourism in South Africa. And uh, for today, we are touching specifically on uh, the airline uh, the airline industry, because that is a huge portion. You need that transport element to bring in um, uh, your travelers into the country domestically and also you know bringing people from outside of the country into the country and for today we are joined by uh, you know one of the biggest uh, airline operators in the world that is Emirates and uh, we're going to be talking to Bada Abbas who is the senior vice president for commercial operations for Africa over at Emirates to give us a little bit of insight into the African market and uh, Emirates broader strategy around what they are doing here. Bada, greetings to you today. Hi, thank you for having me. No, no, no. Thank you so much for being with us. So we are talking to Bada in Johannesburg at uh, the Marriott. There were some um, interesting announcements made today. I think one of the big ones is around uh, route expansion. Uh, maybe you could just start off by giving us some insight into how Emirates is thinking around its routes into South Africa and the region. And uh, I guess some of the big announcements that were made today. Uh, we have announced additional services to uh, Johannesburg, Cape Town and Durban. The ramp-up of our flights are part of our ongoing commitment to support South Africa's economic and tourism recovery through enhanced connectivity across all of our gateways. Our ramp-up reaffirms South Africa's strategic importance on our network and we've prioritized service expansion and rebuilding our capacity in this market to unlock further growth potential. We're expanding our schedule to and from Johannesburg with three daily flights from 1st March 2023. Cape Town will be served with double daily services starting from 1st February 2023. We'll also be adding two more flights to Durban, making it a daily operation from 1st December 2022. The uh, reintroduction of the new flights between Dubai and the Emirates three gateways in South Africa will enhance our schedule to 42 weekly services versus the 49 flights we had weekly uh, pre-pandemic. We are hopeful by May May 2023 we'll be able to bring back all 49 flights subject to market demand and our uh, operational capabilities. Uh, when it comes to the Southern Africa, at the moment we operate uh, daily flights to uh, Zimbabwe, uh, Harare, and uh, uh, Lusaka, Zambia. Yeah. We also operate uh, five weekly flights to uh, Lewanda, Angola. So when uh, when you're not thinking about something like that, does because I heard you talking about capacity and obviously the pandemic had reduced capacity across the board and across the world. So does the fact that you guys are now expanding your routes mean you are are you now back to where you were before um, uh, the pandemic, or are you now growing beyond where you were before the pandemic? Uh, when it comes to uh, in the, the South Africa perspective, we have. Uh, uh, announce the enhancements of our schedule to 42 weekly services, as I mentioned, versus 49 flights we had pre-pandemic. Uh, 
So we hopeful by May 2023 we'll be able to bring back all uh, the 49 flights subject to market demand. When it comes uh, on a, um, a network perspective, uh, we are uh, currently um, uh, we fly to 130 passenger destinations, including Dubai. This represents 92 percent of our pre-COVID route network. So we launched uh, a new daily service to Tel Aviv in June and restarted flights to London Stansted in August. By end March 2023, we expect to fly to 133 passenger destinations, such as uh, Rio de Janeiro, Buenos Aires, uh, in addition to Christchurch. When it comes to capacity recovery, we are currently operating at 74% of our pre-pandemic network capacity and plan to increase that to 80% by year end. Just a quick one, you know, maybe for people that are listening to this. When you say network, is that uh, all the flights that you guys as Emirates are, um, are operating or does that include partner airlines that you guys work with around the world? Uh, the network uh, I mentioned at the moment is the Emirates uh, airline network. Uh, th it does not include the partners. The partners is in addition to the 130 uh, uh, passenger destinations which we have. No, 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 that's fine. At least we can see and hear uh, that there is uh, that, uh, what you call this, that there is that expansion over 70% across the board. And then when I think about South Africa, just doing some quick maths in my head, it sounds like it's at least over 80% um, on that front to get back to the 49 that you were talking about just now. So very encouraging signs. And at least you guys are international. So it at least shows that there is traffic that is coming uh, into the country. Um, right now, how are you guys uh, as Emirates feeling about uh, the upcoming festive uh, season? Because I think this is probably going to be the festive season that has the least restrictions around the world. Is this a big part of the strategy in terms of increasing that capacity back to where it was? Performance so far this year in the market from an outbound perspective has exceeded our expectations and is line with the current capacity we are operating in and out of uh, South African gateways. We're seeing healthy flows in and out of points in Europe, Middle East, and the uh, Indian subcontinent, and we're seeing growing traffic to points in the US. South Africans are traveling to the UK, Germany, Turkey, India, Thailand, US, Saudi Arabia, and Dubai. These are our top destinations. Dubai is our number one destination this year, and with all our recent activities, such as uh, fam trips, Dubai tourism roadshows, we're seeing an increasing demand uh, for Dubai. Consumer segments, when it comes to the uh, consumer segments, we are pretty much returned to pre-pandemic patterns and the bulk of our traffic is leisure and uh, VFR at the moment. Corporate is slower in getting back. However, with the need to conduct business in person, uh, as well as international conferences getting back into gear, we believe we'll be seeing that segment rebuild very soon. So, and, and we believe uh, the trend uh, will continue throughout the festive seasons and uh, we will see uh, strong bookings going forward. For example, when it comes to travelers, they are still planning in late stages and this is a behavior that was left from the pandemic. The bulk of our bookings are for the next two months. Premium demand, for example, both in first and business class is higher than industry average on Emirates across our three uh, South African uh, gateways. 
That's actually very interesting. And I, I like the fact that at least we're getting a, a picture of what countries South Africans are interested in and are going to. And also at the same time, I guess, uh, the, also the countries that are feeding into the region. Um, Dubai being the number one you know, our destination, as you said earlier on, it's an it's an interesting one because I've personally been to Dubai twice in the last uh, uh, twice in the last year. So I can definitely attest that there's a lot of traffic that is uh, that is headed in that region. Maybe taking a step out of South Africa and just looking broadly at Emirates as a whole. How are you guys? Uh, maybe you could talk to us about your investment, whether that's products, whether that's offerings, whatever you can detail you can share with us because we are a financial publication so uh, our audience always wants to understand the business the investment side of things we have over uh, two billion us dollars investments in products and services to ensure our customers continue to fly better Uh, firstly we are undertaking the largest known airline retrofit program to refresh and refit 120 aircraft with the latest emirates interiors and premium economy cabins uh, so starting from November uh, 2022, four new newly retrofitted A380 aircrafts are expected to roll out from the Emirates Engineering Center each month. We've also rolled out a new hospitality strategy in June 2022, uh, created a, in partnership with one of the world's top hospitality management schools. So this is one of the biggest people, process and product initiatives ever implemented at Emirates touching on all aspects of service design and learning and will empower frontline teams to deliver a consistent experience. We're also enhancing our menus across all cabin classes starting from August 22. In first class, this includes new offerings such as cinema movie snacks, generous portions of caviar and and more uh, vegan options. Uh, additionally, Emirates ICE, our IFE system, is unmatched in the industry when it comes to in-flight entertainment, have won uh, Best in Sky Award for the past 14 years. We're constantly investing to bring the latest popular content on board for our very diverse uh, global flyers. And finally, we're uh, investing uh, $350 million uh, US dollars in the next generation IFE systems. Uh, for our new A350 aircrafts to be delivered in 2024. It really does sound as if there's a lot that's going on on that front, and I'm really glad to hear the fact that at least... uh, the investment is being earmarked in different parts of the business. I can definitely see the A380 part because I I think to my knowledge Emirates is probably the largest operator of the you know of the A380 around the world. So seeing uh, you know continued investment in that fleet you know, is definitely a good thing, and also just the experience um, on the planes because that's one of the big things that uh, Emirates has tended to be um, you know quite uh, yeah quite famous for maybe as we are ending off because i am quite aware you know that uh, time on our end is maybe to get your perspective um on an outlook uh, for the 22 2023 20, um year how are you guys seeing things uh, both uh, in terms of um I think you did touch on it earlier on um, when you were giving us, you know, how you guys are expecting the trajectory of flights to go uh, by the time we get uh, to, I think you said May next year, uh, but maybe just your outlook both for the region and also just globally. Uh, as you're aware, we have, uh, you know, for the, for the 
more than 25 years, we have invested in and grown our operations to South Africa. We're working hard to restore our services to pre-pandemic levels to help generate more opportunities for South Africans to explore the world and for travelers from around the world to experience South Africa's unique natural experiences, world-renowned cuisine, and local culture. We're here for the long term and will help support South Africa's post-pandemic uh, recovery. Uh, we have also ramped up our uh, uh, operations to South Africa and uh, other parts of Africa and across the network to provide more access to South Africans to uh, fly to all the Emirates 130 destinations. We are investing uh, in products and services. Uh, we have expanded our airline partnerships. Uh, for example, in uh, South Africa, we have uh, uh, four in, uh, airline uh, partners such as SAA, Airlink, Simair, FlySafair, all performing well. And uh, we're seeing uh, high feeder demand on our regional and domestic market. We've also uh, announced uh, co-chair with the 26 airline partners and uh, that will expand our network reach to over 300 cities. Uh, so some of the new uh, co-chair partnerships uh, activated this year are Garuda, uh, adding more eight points uh, in Indonesia, Royal Air Maroc, Airlink, uh, Aegean in Greece, United Airlines and uh, Air Canada. We've, uh, we've launched new daily service to Tel Aviv in June and restarted flights to London Stansted in August. By end of March, we expect to fly to 133 passenger destinations, including Buenos Aires, Rio de Janeiro, and uh, Christchurch. Uh, the premium economy product, we believe that it will uh, continue to expand and there will be more aircrafts uh, with this product in addition to the three uh, destinations which are uh, offering this at the moment. Uh, we, are, uh, we have signed a Memorandum of Understanding, MOU, with the South African Tourism Board to jointly promote tourism and boost visitor arrivals uh, and inbound uh, traffic to South Africa. So that's also very exciting, which we'll be working closely along with the uh, South African Tourism Board in the next uh, year uh, or couple of years. Uh, we have also uh, renewed our sponsorship deals and uh, we are, you know, doing, uh, there are projects do, done for the local communities in uh, South Africa. For example, the Emirates Airline Foundation has been making a difference in local South African communities for many years. So in South Africa, the foundation supports two charities. One of its long-standing beneficiaries includes Singak Wenza, based in Peter uh, Maritzburg, KwaZulu-Natal, the charity aims to build sustainable early childhood education programs in economically disadvantaged communities. The second one is the Fikilala AIDS Project, uh, another local charity supported by the Emirates Airline Foundation based in Cape Town, provides HIV prevention programs in addition to offering support for people living with uh, HIV AIDS. In uh, December 2014, we had deepened uh, our commitment to South Africa by announcing sponsorship agreement with one of uh, South Africa's top rugby teams, the Johannesburg-based Lions rugby team. And this will continue, uh, which is now known as the Emirates Lions. This agreement saw Emirates become the title sponsor for the Lions rugby team with naming rights to the Lions home ground 
Ellis uh, Park in Johannesburg, now known as the Emirates Airline Park. So Emirates will continue the sponsorship uh, in addition to other sponsorship, both uh, the NetBank Golf Challenge and Emirates also has sponsorship deals with Cape Town Sevens, uh, which brings our total annual sponsorship spend in South Africa to over $3 million. That's actually quite incredible, you know, the, the level of investment uh, that, you're, that you are highlighting and uh, detailing there. And uh, one of the things that I caught on a last point for us is um, you spoke quite a bit about the partners that you have um, in the local markets, such as Flysophia and SAA. And uh, so maybe you, we can end today's uh, discussion and conversation um, with uh, just your thoughts around competition in the space, because I, I guess one understands the fact that you work with other airlines, but you also are competing with other airlines. How are you guys uh, seeing or thinking about competition at the moment? Our airline partnerships, uh, as I mentioned, with SAA, Airlink, Simair, FlySafer are all performing well. And we're working together hand-in-hand uh, hand to ensure that uh, uh, everyone benefits, uh, all performing well. And we're, as a result, seeing high feeder demand on our regional domestic market. Johannesburg continues to be the regional hub and the uh, strongest uh, performer when it comes to uh, co-chairs. Um, uh, we are also working with other co-chair partners. Uh, so for us, um, you know, we look at it positively. We look at, uh, we're optimistic about the future. Uh, we believe that it provides healthy uh, competition, better, more options for the consumer, better uh, pricing, you know, so uh, it becomes more competitive and it becomes uh, more attractive uh, and it's healthy for, uh, for everyone. No, most certainly. So that's been a very fascinating conversation about uh, the airline industry, getting some facts and figures. Um, uh, it's really been, you know, very valuable learning experience from Emirates to understand their level of investment in South Africa and globally around uh, their around their fleet, around uh, the customer experience, um, around their partner network, around how they are just going about it. Over three million dollars, I think, spent in South Africa alone with the various initiatives that includes sponsorship of uh, rugby in the local in the local league uh, that's of the lions and also at the same time um, the biggest uh, you know where we began this conversation is uh, that route expansion uh, because um, right now emirates is saying that uh, they have recovered to just over 80 percent of where they were pre-pandemic and they estimate that hopefully by mid next year um, they'll be back to where they were and uh, you know a big part of that being the uh, the global recovery um, a lot of uh, analysts and uh, experts expecting uh, that uh, this December is going to be very big for the travel industry around the world uh, because this will be the first festive season, you know, globally that will have the least restrictions. Not to say that there aren't any restrictions, but it's the least restrictions uh, that we've seen in probably two to three years. So that's been it. We were in conversation uh, with uh, Bada Abbas, who is a senior vice president over at Emirates for commercial operations in Africa. Uh, Bada, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. This is Mudiwa's Take. 
So really great conversation there with uh, uh, Badar from uh, Emirates. And I think one of the biggest things to note is that recovery uh, that's going on in the global travel sector. Um, we've been hearing about uh, that recovery for, you know, the greater part of this year, aided in large part by the re- by the lowering of restrictions around the world around COVID-19. So hopefully this uh, festive season is likely going to be a huge draw uh, for the travel industry, whether we're talking about the travel operators, your airlines and the like, but also just the broader ecosystem. And uh, we'll definitely be keen uh, to understand, you know, maybe we should be looking to have a conversation with SA Tourism, um, maybe at the start of next year to count some of those wins and losses that would have come out from that festive season. So very bullish outlook in terms of what's going to happen, uh, like I said, festive season. Uh, but even beyond the festive season, you hearing Emirates uh, saying that we're likely to then recover to the same amount of activity by uh, mid next year. So very bullish outlook on travel and tourism from that point of view. And uh, hopefully this will be one of those things. Tourism in South Africa before um, the COVID-19 pandemic was uh, 7 to 8% uh, GDP contributor. So really big part of the economy. So let's uh, let's see how it goes. But uh, Emirates, you know, definitely bullish um, on the South African market. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.